welcome to episode 49 of Expertise is Overrated, a podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. You're, you're weirdly excited for it being episode 49. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I emphasized it. So, well, I think I'm very <laughs> excited that we're, we're this close to episode 50, and it, I just sort of got carried away with myself. You know what? That's fair, actually. We should pat ourselves on the back. Like <laughs> We're not our, there yet. We're not there. No, I mean, and after last time, uh, who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed we're back, to be honest with you. Yeah, we got very close to, to a full-blown breakup here. Um. <laughs> I think we may have just put it off for three episodes, but never mind. Maybe. Well, well, we'll get over 50 and then we'll never speak to each other again, I think. How's that? That sounds like a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so not 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 a tinfoil um, as such, or, or even remotely. But um, yeah, can we just talk about the fact that I got so angry last time that uh, I just forgot how to speak English? You know, that was amazing. I it was so good. Your sentence structure just completely disappeared. And and I was I was explaining this to someone today that I got so angry because I was actually defending the need for criminals in in the world. Yep. Which, you know, now that I say it like that, yeah, I mean, go go and listen to the episode and then, <laughs> and then very importantly, tell us uh, which side you're on, because that, that was, we, we gave everyone, everyone some homework. We, last time we, we, need, so. we need to know, because we need to know how to structure episode 52. Exactly. But which, somehow I've, I've made my bed to be on the side of the criminals in the world. Yeah. You know, you're basically knows? one of the Cray twins now. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to start off like this today, are we? <laughs> Sorry. Fucking hell. <laughs> Maybe we won't get to episode 50 after all. It's a, it's a good segue, perhaps, talking about stupid things. Uh, <laughs> that was forced. Um, <laughs> we're, we're introducing yet another new episode concept. We should really just pick like two or three formats and stick to them. No, but this this is the con. We just say, oh, this is a new concept that we'll be launching as a sort of mini-series and then we never do more than one episode for these things. What, like you wake up as? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's dying with, you know, to, to, to hear another you wake up as episode. It's never happening. <laughs> Except it is. We totally have one planned. We do have one planned. I think it might be next episode, actually. No, it's not next episode. It might be episode 51, don't, though. Don't be silly. It won't be until like episode 69 or something. That's true. Uh, but no, so this this time we're, we're talking... What we're going to do is we're going to fix something stupid. That's either going to be something stupid in the sense of stupid things that people say about um, a piece of media. So why didn't you just take the eagles to Mordor, for example, that's a candidate oh, because it's yeah, a stupid we, we fucking statement. Um, or something that has occurred in a, in a piece of media that we both think is just really, really stupid. And that's, I think, what this one is. Although I think also the conversation about this is also stupid. So we're just going to wade in unasked and fix it, basically. Say nothing but sense and objective truth. And get everyone to stop sounding like idiots screeching in a vacuum. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Have you just somehow roped me into your misguided mission to civilize the internet? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know that's a one-man crusade. If, an <laughs> if anything in that, you're Sancho Panza, but never mind. Uh, no, this, this is very much, I know that stupidity annoys you at least as much as it annoys me. So I'm giving uh, you a platform yeah. from which to fix it. Now, and and this, well, actually, you know, I should I should clarify first. Do we actually both agree that this is in fact stupid? <laughs> I feel like we should we should um, preface that every episode. Like, do we actually both agree on it being a stupid thing? Um, so otherwise, the, it changes the tone very much. So, <laughs> so for this one, are we say so today's episode is entitled "Why Not Double Everything?" I think. Mm, we we can call it that, yeah. Even though I still I also think that's stupid, but yes, <laughs> I think I think I, so. That that's the thing that people often say with with regards to to Thanos. Why not double everything? And I think say I think doubling everything is stupid. So yes, I think that's a stupid suggestion. I also think Thanos's plan was stupid. Yeah. So so let's 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 um 
talk about that a little bit. So, so Thanos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, yes. from Marvel Comics, obviously, um, but we're talking about him in the MCU. Yes. Yes, his overarching sort of grand scheme to better the universe. Yes, I think so. By halving the population <laughs> of the universe. And is stupid. Like, let's, let's, let's make no mistake. <laughs> it's a really, really stupid plan. But the I think I think the stupidity of the plan is generally accepted. Would you agree? Although we can talk about specifically mm. why it's stupid. Well, so I, I will admit that when I first watched uh Infinity War, A part of me was like, oh, it's actually nice to have a film end on, you know. A negative note. <laughs> that's that's true. I think Infinity War's ending works. That's really powerful. True. Really powerful. So, but, so I left the cinema being like, yeah, you know, maybe it's not such a stupid idea. And then five seconds later, I was like, well, no, except it totally is. Um, in essentially every scenario, it's a really stupid idea to yes. do population control of that magnitude and so quickly. But also, the issue is that he essentially has limitless power in you know having collected all the infinity stones mm -hmm. and this is the best he can come up with <laughs> that, that that i think is is my challenge to him as well to thanos the, this fictional character how small-minded must you be that you're presented with this or you identify this problem right F finite resources apparently limitless population gain and your fix is maybe if there was only half as many people, yeah. would that be better? And that's that's it. Yeah, and ultimately, it it only takes some very very basic mental arithmetic to, to sort of think if half of something is this, then maybe double of like something else might be the yes. solution. <laughs> yes, if, if if the if the issue is the finiteness of natural resources in the universe. Finity? That's not a word, is it? The, the, fini the finity? The finity? That's... Wow. Um, yeah, we're Finiteness. With the finiteness. I, I, I like finiteness, but it, it all sounds wrong. <laughs> the fact that resources are not infinite. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Got there in the end. Yes, if, if the if the problem that you've identified is that resources are not infinite and are in fact finite, and you control in literally the palm of your hand all of the energy of creation, make more resources is the challenge, I think. Now, I guess there's there's potentially a few confounders that you've built in by expressing it the way you did. Right. A, we're assuming he does in fact have the sort of power of creation and and i i don't necessarily disagree that that's an unreasonable assumption i i don't know to what extent these things are like stated or confirmed but it, yes. does, it does sort of feel like if you have the infinity gauntlet you could just make a new planet right i think i think you're the we probably need to interrogate that slightly because the infinity gauntlet is something that is made by Etri. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I don't necessarily mean the gauntlet itself. I mean, I mean, so the power of all the stones together. But the the gauntlet is necessary to ha to harness the stones. Yeah, true, true. But like, to to what what's the line of of reality that you can in fact break? Well, Thanos in Endgame thinks that he can delete and remake the entire universe. That's his plan in Endgame. That's time travel Thanos' plan. Yeah. But, so but again, I guess the, the thing that's built into that is that you have to delete what's there first in order to rebuild it. True. So, so essentially, is the universe currently in a state you know, in its maximum state and, and regardless of having all the Infinity Stones, you can't actually add to it. Is that something we're meant to believe?
I've done it, folks. I've actually stunned him into silence, or he's just disconnected. I've got no I idea. Was, I was coughing, sorry. Um, <laughs> Even better. Nearly killed you. If So the, the, the challenge is, can the Infinity Stones, as harnessed through the Infinity Gauntlet, create matter? Yeah, ultimately, yeah. As opposed to transfer or transmute matter and energy, yeah, which is what we see them do. Is is it a actual like? Are they actual forces of creation? That is, I think, unclear. I'd need to rewatch all of their uses. Yeah, you'd have to really sort of dig through every single time that any of the stones are used. Yeah, because a lot of it's sort of just illusion. Reality stone in particular, yeah. yes, or transmutation in the case of the reality yeah. stone. And if we take, for example, the soul stone, which makes it quite clear that you you can't just get a free pass, right? You, like, a soul in order to soul. achieve something, you have to give something. Yeah, which perhaps is you know the soul stone. I guess people would say it's it's special. Maybe that kind of Maybe. logic does actually permeate them all. Yes, I think I think you might. Well, I don't know if you're on to something. I don't think that there's anything in any of the films that would suggest that you can create. Yeah, you could create with the Infinity Stones as opposed to change. Yeah, but I guess more to the point for for this particular debate is is that he's not. It's not like he ever discusses that or thinks about even, that, right? He doesn't even think about that. He doesn't, doesn't even occur try. to him, yeah. He, does, so he doesn't go to Eitri and say, make me a gauntlet that is capable of doubling all of the resources in the universe. Yeah. So so we can kind of use that as maybe an excuse, isn't it? Oh, you know, maybe it's not possible. But he, he, he clearly didn't. You'd at least check, wouldn't you? Exactly, exactly. And that's not even talking about the fact that that's still a stupid idea. <laughs> let's let's come on to that. Let's let's discuss why killing half of everyone is really stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those. Like I said, like you know, I, I'm I'm as you as you well know, I'm always one for a slightly callous, if logical, well, in my mind. Um, yeah. way of doing things but even i can't really seem to find the justification to 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 do quite this but i guess also because i don't fully i don't in any way agree with his sentiment that the world or the universe is in such a dire state that it needs fixing to that extent you know this this is the thing he's essentially a, there was a problem on his planet titan mm. right they drained like titan they killed each other and yeah but they drained Titan of its natural resources. He saw it coming, is, is what he says. And so proposed genocide as the only possible solution rather than, have we tried, like, wind power? You know? <laughs> and also, like, and, and I guess this is my favourite thing of where the numbers don't make sense, but like, you're, you're a very advanced species, and you're clearly yeah. not the only advanced species in the universe. You know, there's there's trillions of planets, you know, that I'm sure have things that you might be able to live on <laughs> and resources maybe just go and you know go and explore and find that instead of killing everyone it's just so bonkers it's, it's so stupid and, and, and even more than this and this was something I was looking at just before the, the show just before we started recording the earth's population the earth's population has doubled in the last 50 years you mean Real life Earth. It's a real life our <laughs> planet. The population of planet Earth has doubled since 1970. Yes. So, so, so your your argument being that if you were to halve the population now, it'd only last 50 years. Ish. Yeah. Give or give or take. And then you're right back where you started. Ah, uh, I don't know if I buy that. Because the, the the sheer level of destruction and chaos that just in in one instant halving the population would create yeah, i think maybe, we'd, we'd be spending 50 years just getting back to some sort of right, semi maybe functional it takes, world 
maybe it takes 70 years. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I guess I would be in agreement with you there. But, but m- m- my point is it's not a permanent fix. It's a, it's a delaying tactic, and it's delayed by, on a cosmic scale, an infinitesimal amount of time. Yeah, but I guess maybe in that scenario we have to see Thanos as an ever-enduring overseer god. He's but essentially he, a reaper he's, at that point. But he's not, because he destroys the stones when he, in his retirement. So he, he, oh, he, yeah, that's true. he, kills, he kills half the population, <laughs> Fuck you, and then he, destroys, then he destroys the stones to make sure it never happens again. So in 70 years' time, he's going to be sitting there on his garden planet eating his Jerusalem artichoke or whatever it was, and then it's just going to be like, ah, oh, shit. Guess I've got to go and find eternity. Oh no, someone got there first. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's just a complete NASA idiot, really. So my, 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 my theory with Thanos in the MCU is he's just a psychopath. He's just a psychopath who believes his own narrative. Uh, well, okay, so let's talk about that. So, I mean, I've just likened him to a Reaper. And I mean the Reapers from Mass Effect. Um, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, for, so for those unfamiliar, they, they essentially are a sentient being of AI machines. Every 10,000 years or so, I don't actually know that, but every quite a long time apart come and essentially reap all uh, organic life. They're, they're a cosmic reset button. I, essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some twisted way, I guess that, well, I don't, I can't remember their motivation. Um, it's probably something equally stupid. But ultimately, if, if you completely reset, then yes, you probably maintain some sort of or you, or you manage to extend whatever finite resources there might be for the next thing to come along. But Thanos doesn't do that, so it's really hard for me to understand his motivation. He doesn't come along and say, I'm going to just kill, or, or you know, essentially demolish everything for the sake of maintaining the universe in its current state, or whatever he's trying to do. No, he's like, you know, there's something good about life, I guess, so I'm going to halve it in order to help it? Yeah, but he doesn't. The, the he doesn't even present a manifesto, right? So that's <laughs> true. It, well, he, no, he does, but he does like two Gamora and two Tony Stark and two Vision, right? He doesn't to everyone. And you'd think at the moment of the snap, when I believe his mind is connected to like every. Sapient mind in the universe. Maybe tell them what's happening. Tell them why you're doing it. Show them what you see, so that the ones that are left can go. Oh God, we've got to build back better. We've been given a second chance. He doesn't do that. If you're some, yeah. if you're some, I don't know, caveman living on Alpha Centauri or whatever. It's pretty hot there. Proxima Centauri is hot. Alpha Centauri is a planet, mate. Is it actually? Fairly sure. Proxima Centauri yeah, is the name I'm of typing. the star. Um, I'm going to look really stupid. No. It's a triple star system. <laughs> Fair. It's literally it? three stars. <laughs> I thought Alpha Centauri was the planet. Yeah, so Proxima Centauri, Centauri is a star in the Alpha Centauri system. All right, living on a planet in the Proxima Centauri <laughs> system. So my, my excellent joke stands. My my point is, like your caveman, cavewoman mate turns into dust. You're not going to have a fucking clue what happened. Yeah, and this is another thing about this whole situation, right? Is that he he's not judicious in any way, right? His whole oh, I'm going to you know make it all random and judge everyone equally and you know it's purely mm. stochastic yeah but why why not as you say if, if you're on some sort of planet where life is completely primitive and you've not told them anything as to how to create more longevity etc or, or be more mindful of yeah. resources he doesn't do that and equally look at the Cree for example like the only time we ever see it it looks like a very high functioning society Maybe they don't have these issues that he's trying to fix. Yeah, maybe they've supplanted them. Anyone who's built a Dyson Sphere is probably fine. Yeah, it's, it's like... 
it's just the whole thing's just mad. <laughs> this this comes back to my it's it's not a realistic plan. He's just a madman with a narrative. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm somewhat inclined to agree with that. There is a complication with that theory, though, isn't there? There really is, and it's it's the fact that he then just fucking retires and sits on his ass and destroys the stones. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, seemingly all he ever wanted to do. It's just such an idyllic view. But the thing is, he, he could have just done that. Like, he could have just... No, he, he could have done, but he also doesn't seem to mind when Thor ultimately kills him in that, right? Because he's like, oh, yeah, you know. I've done what I think is right, which implies some sort of sense of logic or morality. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> but he also, when when time travel Thanos sees Nebula's recording of his own death, even then it doesn't bother him. Like if I was presented with a recording of my own death from the future. That would freak me out. Yeah, that's because you're not inevitable. Well, yeah, obviously. But he goes, uh, he says that this is destiny and that is destiny fulfilled. He just goes, yeah, that is my end game. My end game is being decapitated by Thor after I've done what I set Mm. out to do. So he obviously, on some level, believes in what he's trying to do. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's... I think he might just be really, really stupid. You might just be really, really stupid, yeah. Yeah. I, do he's I accept that as a as a as a thing? Do I accept he's he's just really, it's, really it's confusing because he's obviously a big he was a scientist on Titan. So and Titan was an advanced civilization, so one assumes mm. he's not actually stupid. Uh scientists are idiots, mate. That's true. All the ones I know are scientists. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't mean Real, real major idiots. <laughs> the ones uh, you know. But beyond... I don't... Yeah. He, he's, a, he's, a big, he's a big deal before he has any stones at all. Right? But, but he, this is it, because he, he, he must be quite competent, because he's amassed a huge following. Now, he, controls, the... he controls Ronan, the accuser, at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, now, now the, the sort of caveat there, I guess, is are these all just madmen with narratives? Ronan absolutely is. Yeah, and all the sons or the the children Children of Thanos, Thanos. whatever whatever they're called. Ebony Moors and the like. Yeah, are they all just mental? And I guess the the army he's amassed are the Chitauri, right? Who... I don't know, are they even, like, sentient? (laughs) They never seem to say anything. They all die when... Stark nukes their mainframe. I think they're like alien cyborg hybrids, basically. Because they certainly appear in some ways to be organic. Yeah. And you're right, yeah, Tony nukes them, but then that must have been like one branch of them or something. I think that must be right, yeah. Because they definitely keep showing up. (laughs) That's all different things. But so he's a madman with a with with a narrative, um, but he's I don't know, he's just He's not an idiot, except in where it matters, it seems. So this, then this comes back to my theory. I think he's, he's not an idiot. His plan is almost just an excuse for genocide. But then why stop at half? I don't know. It's a bonkers question to be asking. <laughs> why not what, kill everyone in the universe? Well, that, that is, <laughs> and, that, and like I say, that is what time travel Thanos plans to do. He plans to kill everyone. Yeah, but again, but he, pl- he, but he plans to kill everyone with some sort of ulterior, quote-unquote, good motive, right? To rebuild the universe full of people who didn't know that all their loved ones died. Like, so who... who In a way... So who, who is he doing why? this for? I don't understand. Because he's not doing it for himself, uh, to be like the, the god emperor... Right? No, you know he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't care want about that. that. He just wants to retire. He d- he seemingly does want to make the universe a better place, and and you know if you look at Gamora for example, like he he cared. Um, he it, clearly has some sort of emotional in theory depth yeah. there. 
Nebula being uh, a really strong counter argument to that, but uh, yeah, so I, I just don't get it. Like, if genocide is clearly not his his thing, he's trying to do what he considers good. But genocide appears to be the only tool in his toolbox. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't sort of set up a relay system so that every, I don't know, 20 years he just flicks his fingers and all of a sudden all the crops are, you know, super healthy again. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. He's got no mental flexibility. What about, what about civilizations that have already exhausted their natural resources? So Mad Max-esque civilizations on the edge of space that are barely clinging on, killing half of their population isn't going to change the fact that their soil's unfertile and the skies are poisoned. No, but we have to assume he'd still do that, right? But he would. Yeah, that's that's my challenge. Like, there's no thought applied. There's no rationality applied. Yeah. To your to your to use your favorite idea, like it's not logical. Yeah. Because the logical thing to do would always be to look at every instance of sapien life, use the time stone to see its trajectory over the next however long time frame you want to pick, and then make small nudges to make their trajectory better. Yeah. And so in you know somewhere that is you know, dying under an irradiated sun or whatever needs a different fix from, you know, Earth of today where we just need a, an energy solution. Yeah. Like, the, the needs are so fundamentally different. And, and the Cree are a really good example. They probably don't need anything. Yeah, the, yeah they just, yeah. Or Xandar is another example of that. Xandar looks like a paradise. Yeah, so it's 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 confusing in that uh, regard. So the two two things, two points that I want to make there is is yeah. one, he always essentially just says he wants to have life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a biologist, I'm gonna have to just comment on that and say that would not fix the problem because then you are also wiping out half the things we eat. So, I, th- I think you, you've you've got the same issue, just. I think, there's a, <laughs> I think there's a reason that he needs the soul stone and it's it's not all life. I think No, I know. We, we I think we have to assume, as you say, it's it's sapient life, but sapient he doesn't people. say it that way, and given that we think he's an idiot. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's nothing to suggest he hasn't just nuked half of life and hasn't fixed anything. <laughs> yeah, he he's brought all the numbers to that. Yeah. Half as it, many crops were planted. Exactly, like, oh shit. Um and the other thing is just dawn on me, you know, like Doctor Strange obviously sees fourteen million and like one scenario. Fourteen million six hundred and twelve or whatever it is. Yeah, and not not after he does it, he doesn't come back and says, "You know what, Tony? He's got a point." He just comes back and says, "Shit, we've got overwhelming odds to to you know get this right, and we need to get this right." I, I've had that thought as well. Actually, Doctor Strange strikes me as the sort of individual who would look at 14,612 futures, and if 12 million of those, the universe is better off yeah. with the Avengers losing, he'd foul the play, I think. I think he would certainly be like, oh, you know, there's, there's something to this, but... He's got, a, he's got a small point. Can we maybe have a think about it? <laughs> yeah. And then, but then the whole story just becomes of like trying to fix the stupid idea that Thanos has. But, but also, <laughs> Thanos doesn't spend any time with the Time Stone, going through the various permutations of the future to work out the best possible version of his plan. No, he really doesn't, right, because Doctor, he's so he's Doctor so Strange, set. Like, Doctor Strange says it's like ten minutes. I go, okay, I've, I've got, I've, I've got the. Is it a Xanatos gambit? Something like that? Like, the, the perfect plan. Like, from the moment that, that those lines are uttered, yeah. everything, everything is, you know everything is going to be fine. He's just got major tunnel vision. <laughs> he really, really does. I, th- I think, now I'm going to veer slightly, I think in the comics, it's sort of fixed because the resource thing is true, but also... He's like he's got a crush on death, who obviously right. because it's comics is a personified figure, of course. So 
the solution to the problem that Thanos has identified also has to endear him to death, which is why he kills half of all life because he's like, look at me. I think uh, you see, but he do- but he doesn't kill half of all life. This is another semantic argument we have to make here. And in many ways, he actually shoots himself in the foot because not only does he just remove seemingly everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like these people, uh, they turn into dust, I guess. So is the dust still made up of the of the sort of molecular matter that the people used to be made of? So my my theory is, if you go to this, the stones can't create or indeed destroy; they can only transmute. What he does is he transmutes to dust. Yeah, so at which point he's, he's he's fine from a thermodynamic point of view to an extent. Yeah, I'm um, on the assumption that the stones have to obey the laws of thermodynamics. Uh, well, but but even if you remove if you remove that much mass, you're you're still creating an issue, right? Because that's biomass that is required to fuel the food that you're supposed to be providing, for example. But by, by removing it, you know, completely, it's different. But but he doesn't like because people don't die. Right, we we don't think of the blip as people having died; they just go elsewhere, or cease to be, or cease to be. But it creates but a whole separate issue. Like, is, is he essentially just split the universe in two and then created two problems, or created two universes with solutions? But he hasn't told anyone that that's what he's done. Yeah, for his value of solution, which obviously isn't actually a solution. Oh my god. He's just a moron. <laughs> let's, be, let's be real here. So why what right, so why not double everything? If we assume that the yes. stones don't have to obey the laws of thermodynamics, why not just double everything? Double the amount of oil, double the amount of trees, double the amount of cows, the food, the food. Like just double food. everything. Uh, well, I think I think there's maybe sort of just a conceptual limitation there. Like how how would you how would you do that? That's true. And as in, do you just double the number of cows on Earth? That's surely going to create more problems than it solves. Yep. Could you, you double, double Earth's size? That's going to probably create a huge amount of issues as well. Gravity issues. Could you double the calorific density of all food products so all, all food goes further ah no because then you then, then you still fat. just exactly then the fat people just get fatter you, yeah. you essentially just replace the universe's food sources and energy sources with like the optimal thing for everyone or for every individual race or whatever let's say every every species rather that, that might be it, right? That sounds awful, though. Well, yes, but... Like, I don't really eat, like, one sugar cube worth of calories every day. Sure, but if the the alternative is that you get turned to dust, I mean... Right. The alternative is, like, a coin flip that I get turned into dust, or you do, and honestly, I'm probably willing to take that bet. N- no, because... <laughs> <laughs> the odds are still pretty high that we both end up in some sort of alternative realm, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I just wanted to get that joke. Maybe, maybe um, it's a realm where we're bloody like immortal and we have to spend all eternity together. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> just a side, dick. side note: immortality would be the worst curse. Ah, oh, yeah, you've made this point before. I think we have to we have to do an episode on this, don't we? Let us know if you want to. If you want well, the the that. importance of mortality. The importance of mortality. Yeah. Yeah. No, is this one where I, I really don't know what I think of it? It's something that I think I feel weirdly strongly about. Yeah. Basically, it comes down to the fact that I'm always really tired and I can't imagine spending millions of years this tired. Yeah, but I, I always picture immortality as a lack of deadlines. <laughs> Ooh, you might have just sold me. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Well, that was episode 50, everyone. Uh no, I, I think there's an interesting debate there. Um, there is a good debate there, but but I guess that's that's an alternative, right? If you if you make okay. it so that every time you harvest a particular plant or you you quote unquote kill a cow to get the meat out, you don't actually do that. 
right? They're just infinite sources of stuff. Right, but at, at that point, you're not own, you're, you almost need to constantly be breaking the laws of thermodynamics. So while I accept that it may be possible in the moment of the snap to break them, you surely Thanos's body cannot sustain yeah. like a perpetually breaking the laws of thermodynamics engine. Because you see what the snap does to him. Yeah, and ultimately, the, the, there's just zero evidence that he provides that these issues are not even just there. Like, it's not like we, we it's not like the uh, MCU spends a lot of time laboring the point that you know there is a there are famines all over Earth, etc. Like, we we know that because we I live mean, there are <laughs> exactly there are, but it's it's not like um it's not like the universe is at like war or perpetual in a perpetual state of complete conflict and chaos because these issues no. are so pressing. But He's just fantasized that. If you come back to Earth, and we, we limit ourselves to Earth, what would happen if you doubled all of the available natural resources on Earth to the day-to-day lives of most people on Earth? Well, yeah, Nothing. this is the problem, right? Because economically, the people who own... The people Everything who own the resources twice just get richer. Exactly. So, so in the snap, you have to build in a fair distribution but system. But at well. the moment you build in a fair distribution system, it's not the snap itself is not fair. And his, because, because his argument is that randomness is the only true fairness because he's a child. Yeah, but but I guess this is the thing: you you randomly randomly reallocate everything as well. But ran- then, randomness is not fair for any complicated system of morality. Right, the best yeah, example- but, but, but I, I, yeah, well, I was going to say, but morality doesn't feature, but it really does because he makes a point of it. <laughs> and that's just it's really he, stupid. He, his, his argument is that the snap is fair because it's random, right? If he just said uh, it's, it's random because it's the simplest way to do it, then it stops being an issue. But he says it's, ran- yeah. it's random and thus it's fair. It's complicated because because randomness is is fair, but it isn't fair. I don't really know how. That's to, how no, to you're, make that you're point. exactly right. It's it's <laughs> it's the, it's I, equal but not fair. Yes, I, or the, fair the, but this, not equal. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the point. It's it's fair in the sense that it is in no sense. Biased. Yeah, it's not biased or orchestrated. It's not biased or orchestrated, but it's arbitrary. Yeah. And arbitrariness is inherently unfair, I think. Yeah, because ultimately you would still essentially create, say, a normal distribution of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But we kind of have that anyway because. This features, yeah. this features really heavily in theories of jurisprudence that I should know better than I do. Yeah. Because ultimately, the idea that like one percent owns ninety nine percent, yeah, it just depends on how everything else is distributed. Anyway, obviously, that's not fair either. I'm not arguing that the system that we have at the moment is fair. No, but, no, but but hiding your argument behind oh, it's random and therefore I'm great. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that Ronnie Dworkin writes about, but I can't remember exactly. It, it, checkerboard morality is the phrase, and it's the it's the idea that you judge people based on an arbitrary characteristic so it's fair in the sense that it's predictable but it's not fair because the the characteristic that you're determining outcomes based on is unrelated to the outcomes or the inputs essentially so your your jail sentence is decided based upon your hair color yeah. It's fair because it's predictable and it's it's yeah. it's, it's unbiased. See, see, Thanos makes that sort of mistake that that stochasticity is very important in, in that it certainly runs like all of biology, say, and not yeah. just that. But and you can you you can use that line of logic to sort of say, well, therefore, it should apply to like all aspects of life, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's just it's how it works. But the problem is, it it doesn't work in in the sort of sentence that we're talking about now, as you say, when it comes to things like judgments or allocation of, of wealth and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. those those are no longer just purely stochastical things, nor should they be. No, ah. exactly. It's going to start breaking so my is, head again. This, this, this is why <laughs> it's because you mentioned back. immortality. Every time you mention immortality, Sorry. our brains just turn to mush. Sorry, I'll, <laughs> I, I, come, I come back to 
the way that I think he should have done it is he has the time. He, he has the time. Well, he shouldn't. He should have not been a genocidal. Maniac. Should have set up a committee. You know, sent a few emails around, being like, "Can the, we have a meeting about how to fix the universe?" Right, the first, then, the know. first thing that you have to do is you have to establish a committee. And in order to establish a committee, you have to identify who's going to be on the committee, and then those people need to meet and agree terms of reference for the committee on which they will sit. Except you can't establish them because it has to be random. He has, it's true. Yeah, he, has, he has to. He has to. He has to do a flick just to to form the committee. The, fir- the first. Thing, yeah. No. Sorry. You're absolutely <laughs> right. The first thing we have to do is have a, have a meeting with the people who won't be on the committee, so that we can agree what we need a committee to do. <laughs> now, this is the MCU that I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the MCU I want to write for. Iron Man One. <laughs> Oh, forming the committee. Can you imagine? So Iron Man, Iron Man One is really, really funny for this actually because he, in a press conference, just says, "Oh, we no longer make weapons," and then genuinely, the rest of the film, in reality, like, like I'm not doing a bit here, is Obadiah staying going, "Yes, but we have a board and we have shareholders, and you can't just do <laughs> exactly." <that." laughs> and Tony Stark going, "But I did." It's so good because that's it's yeah I don't know it just really amuses me. There's a weird parallel to Thanos there, isn't there? <laughs> I do what I want. I do, yeah, I do what I want, and no one can tell me I can't because I've got all the bloody Infinity Stones. But so, so, so the question again, like, could he have just doubled everything? I, I think it's really easy to say, really hard to do in practice, really hard to conceptualize. And also, it's still just stupid, and it still doesn't fix the problem. No, it doesn't <laughs> fix the problem at all. As, as as we've just discussed, like if you were to double all of the natural resources on Earth, it doesn't make it any it doesn't make life any easier for someone suffering from famine in Ethiopia or Sudan or wherever, because the problem is you know, on Earth isn't an, a lack of resources; it's an unfair allocation of resources fundamentally. For now, yeah, for, I mean, for, I think, for now, I think the outlook isn't great. <laughs> for now, and I agree that there is, we should be focusing much more heavily on a hundred-year solution for the problem that people have identified coming down the line. I don't know that that solution is yeah. the cull of half of the population. <laughs> but so this is the question I was going to ask. Then, so if, if doubling is not the thing, is is if we if we assume his sort of outcome metrics are actually valid. Is halving the better choice than doubling? Or are both just I mean both are just gonna be bonkers. But I think I think I think they're equivalently stupid. Yeah, they might well be actually. <laughs> so because if you if you half the population okay, let's assume it's perfectly random and perfectly fair, and therefore you get fifty fifty of the hundred richest people in the world. The remaining 50 are still the 50 richest people in the world. And the 50 that you've killed will all have wills. So their resources just go to their inheritors or inheritees. Like, it doesn't it doesn't fix anything. Yeah. You, you'll still have people hoarding natural resources. Yeah. So not only do we not really understand what he's trying to fix what issues he's trying to fix we also don't think that he fixes anything or that the alternative that people you know say oh he should have done this also doesn't fix anything i think i think specific to earth yes i think and that's the only frame of reference in which we can work i do not see a situation in which if you just all of a sudden if oil wells could produce at two cubic meters per second rather than one cubic meter per second anything changes realistically yeah. for humanity in the long in the sort of medium term in the short term you break world economies and everyone takes the, sh- the streets and riots as well because yeah. you fundamentally throw the balance yeah. of, of world power out. so that's dangerous but also yeah. just it just doesn't work no it, it it doesn't so so first of all i think obviously episode 100 we um we we finally tell the people how to fix the world because we we know of course. Mm-hmm. But for now, episode one hundred, I like it. Give us time to work out what the answer is. No, no, we'll just dangle that. As in, you know, I want media at my door, being like, "You have the answer. Tell us now." I'm like, "No, no, you no, wait. No, wait, wait, wait." But 
No, but so, I, what, so what, we, what we have is a technical solution, right? Crack fusion, crack. GMO uh, no, it's, it's, it is more complicated than that, right? Yes, I know, I know. Lobbies I know. are a major issue. <laughs> I, 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 yes, obviously, you crack fusion that doesn't solve the energy crisis overnight, but. Well, the, 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 the more cynical argument is if if you know big oil companies had invested in fusion, maybe we would have cracked by now. Or even worse, are they actively trying to counter no, this? Yes, or dissuade right. the science, or even I don't know, hide the data or something along those lines. Yeah, those. You, but what, but you're, what, you're fundamentally right. Yes, there are obvious things that we could do to improve our situation for sure. <laughs> Crack fusion, hydroponic bays, blah, 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 blah. There are, there, there are absolute com- communism that, that actually works. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't joking. I think, you know, a, a form of communism or socialism that actually yeah, works. Yeah, I, I think we call that socialism at, at, at best, not, not really communism. Yeah. Uh, w- w- all of these things would go a long way, but you're absolutely right. There are vested interests in the way that prevent them. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're not the solution. But, but is <laughs> our conclusion has to be, and I hate saying this really because it's your phrase, but Thanos is just a madman with a narrative. I think that's probably right. I, mean, I like it because it is my phrase. I, I, I think he's a madman who believes his own narrative as well. I think that I think I think the fact of his own, own believing it is important. He's a zealot. To his own narrative, but is is the fundamental fundamental problem in this conversation that we're trying to deeply analyze an idea that the Infinity War writers had at two a.m. in a bar while singing karaoke, and just left it there? Like it's it's uh, it's as in yeah. Sorry. Go on. It, it, it's a simplistic rationale for a big purple villain whose endgame is punching three other large muscular men. Yes. Like, that's it. Yeah, but, but you know what? But, but then do that, you know? Don't, don't try to, like, half-assedly write some sort of moral, like morality thing into this. Like, an, oh, you know, maybe he's got a point. And aren't you all stupid for disagreeing? No, just just make him a big purple strong man who punches some guys, has a big fuck off army, even bigger fuck off sword, whatever that thing to, is. Wants to sit on top of the pile of corpses. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who who just comes in and says, you know what I think would be funny if I halved all sapient life in the universe. <laughs> I, do, I I do it because I can. Yeah, I would buy that so much more. <laughs> Honestly. Maybe. So it begs the question Do Marvel Cinematic Universe or are Marvel Cinematic Universe writers just not very good when it comes to writing villains? I think we've we've sort of briefly covered this in the past, we've, right? We've we've poked at this before, haven't we? With, like, with who, villain creep. Yeah. With villain creep exactly, but like who who are the good Marvel villains and why? Great they're question grounded. to ask because neither one of us is prepared for this. <laughs> they're grounded. The good Marvel villains are grounded. Oh no, they're not grounded. That's not right. You're going to say Michael Keaton in Spider Man, aren't you? Yeah, but he's flying, so he can't be grounded. Um, Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not tinfoil, but that's got to be some sort of shit housery award. Oh, My goodness. Oh, but Michael Keaton in Homecoming... Uh, I'm not sure I can take you seriously anymore. Michael Keaton in Homecoming is a great villain. Obadiah Stane is a great villain. Yeah, but purely because he's he's the sort of... My board! Uh, also, you know, he's a, he's a megalomaniac, but... But they're... They're small, they're petty. Hela, actually, is a great villain. And again, she's like small and petty like alright yes hell is not hell is like a big fucking deal and world ending and all of that but her motivations are 
understandable and petty. Yeah, but she also doesn't really count. I, I'm not going to give Marvel credit for that because that's just based on mythology to an extent. It's derivative. I'm not sure if that's Obadiah true. Stane is a different okay, well, scenario. Michael Keaton in Star Wars, even though I can't remember the yeah, Star Wars. Michael <laughs> Keaton in Star Wars. <laughs> you get out My bloody shit Look, it's been a long day. <laughs> I've just uh, seen that our thing on Zencaster says that, you know, we can still finish this recording, but you won't be able to access your files, and it kind of worries me, but we'll just press on. <laughs> that's worrying. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, you've thrown me now. Now I'm very worried. <laughs> Let's just pretend that, that we haven't seen that and that Loki. this will all end well. Loki's a good villain. Not a villain. That's probably the challenge, isn't it? He's an anti-hero? I think he's an anti I think I think I think he's an anti-hero, but the definition's very woolly. I tell you though, I'm I'm gonna regret saying this because people are going to throw it back in my face. I tell you who's a good hero. A good villain, sorry. Kang. Slip. Kang in Quantumania. Yeah, I can't comment. I've not, I've not seen not Quantumania. Seen Kang is great. But Kang is in Loki, right? So He's in Loki. Well, yeah, he is in Loki. He's not really a villain in Loki, though, in the same way that he is in Quantumania. But my God, he's good in Quantumania. But based on what I've seen, though... It- is he a villain in Quantumania? Yes. Don't people essentially just come down and, you know, barge down his door? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Like, he is clearly a villain. He's very, very clearly not a good guy. Well, but you and I never agree on that sort of thing, so I'll, I'll have to watch Quantumania in there. I'm fairly sure he tortures Cassie in front of Scott. Yeah, okay, that's hard to... Um... Like... That's I, you know, but I need to see the. Um, you need to understand the, the context. Yeah, yeah, you get the context. No, but my point is, Kang is a really good villain, but Kang works almost exclusively because the actor is just phenomenal and just sells it perfectly. Um, and of course, it's Ant Man, so you know. And of course, Great. it works even though it's in an Ant Man film. <laughs> We, we really need to unpack your hatred of that, man. It's, it's, it's not complicated. It's I just don't like it. No, but I, I like judging you for your own opinions because it really hurts you. doesn't. It really does. I, 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 don't, I don't understand why so many people care about the fact that I don't no, like Ant-Man. It's really funny. Why am I not allowed to just not like something? I don't know. It's just it's just proof that you have no sense of humor. That's speaking speaking of things I don't know that I like, we're just chatting. No, because we've got to the end of the episode, but I can see we've got about seven minutes left to go in the recording. Tell you, what, you know what? I don't think I actually like that much. I watched everything, everywhere, all at once recently. Oh, I really want to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean, that's about as much as you can hope for for a film in Hollywood now. It's not Hollywood, actually. It's, it's, it's not a Hollywood film. But I just... I really, really struggled. And I, I took to my various Discord servers afterwards to basically go, can someone explain to me what all the fuss is about after I'd seen it? And I just got, like, streams and streams of words back at me about all the stuff that I'd identified in the film and went, yeah, that's a that's a thing that's in the film. I don't know. Everyone else was gushing. About yeah, it. obviously, I have to reserve judgment because I haven't seen it. But it, it feels like the kind of film that I would really enjoy because I like, like it's good. Kind of it's cinema. good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it. it. My my life is richer for having watched it. It's not usually, as good things as... that win this big at all the award shows kind of worry me because there's some sort of political agenda that's being. It's, it's not as good as Parasite. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> It's not received the award for being the best film of all time. No, but but it's not. One, Parasite is, it? is is a very good film. It's it's won more awards than Parasite won. Is my point? Well, yeah, and obviously it's won more than Return of the King, and that cannot possibly be. It's the same. It cannot number. possibly be better than Return of the King. Well, no, it's, it won the same number of Oscars as Return of the King. It's won more other awards. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean Sorry, yeah, fundamentally not not correct. It also won every Oscar it was nominated for. Which is insane. 
Yeah, but the the Academy Awards are also an issue. But we, we oh. we've got off track. The, Sorry. The, whole, the, the the point was: Does Marvel not know how to write villains? But I guess we've sort of answered it because they they do have a lot of good villains, but they are the small ones. I think is what we're saying. They're, except they're, maybe Kang. Except maybe Kang, but Kang has also not been a big villain yet. No, but he's building. We, we know from Loki that he's going to be the big one. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. And and the Kang that you see in Quantumania is scary. Um, trying to think of, of examples of really, really bad villains. Malekith. It's, it's, it's the easy, go-to, terrible villain, Malekith. Yeah, but can I, yeah, that film is Mick, just a car uh, crash. <laughs> Mick, Mickey Rourke. Um, in yeah. Iron Man 2... Red Skull, I think, might be a bad See, it's, villain. See, it's, it's bad that I can't even remember the plot of Iron Man 2. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh Whitlash. god, yeah, Mickey Rourke, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, but that's that's just, the, they just wanted to cast Mickey Rourke, and I feel that's yeah, about the that's level, fair, of, that's the level of villain he can play. Ultron's a bad villain, which is a shame, because he has so much potential. Well, he's not, <sighs> he's not a bad villain, he's just sort of inconsequential. It's it's that they sort of they they sort of bill him as oh yeah this guy major major bad you know potential for huge element like huge amounts of destruction and grief and whatnot and then he achieves nothing <laughs> yeah but I don't know if that's necessarily bad for them or just the Avengers being good at what they're supposedly doing Wen Wu in Shang Chi is a good villain. Yeah, I thought he was a good, he was a good villain. But again, he's, he's sort of... He's not really a villain. It's just a familial dispute. <laughs> yeah, that gets a bit out of control. A little bit out of control. He's a bad villain. Icarus in Eternals. But, I mean, yeah, it would hard, to, hard for anything <laughs> coming out of Eternals to be good. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, um, Ray Winston in Black Widow. Yeah. Fucking awful villain. That's terrible. <laughs> Again, like I think the concept of that that character throughout, as in you know what little we know of Black Widow's backstory and stuff, is like, oh yeah, you know this is yeah. a someone you can not relate to, but he's he's fundamentally like a vanilla human, and he runs this this super secret spy mm-hmm. and assassin network. You know that's kind of scary. And then they're like, oh yeah, it's Ray Winston. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, no, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal in Far oh, From Home, um, yeah, Mysterio, Mysterio, bad. Jude yeah. Law in Captain Marvel, not not bad, but not good. Just exists. The MCU have used all of the actors as all well. Of the actors, yeah, and all of the sort of tropes and all of the tropes. But a lot of those aren't. Yeah, I mean, there a lot we're of having, are... a lot. A lot of our rhetoric at the moment has been like, "What are heroes? What are villains?" I guess we're gonna need. We're gonna need to really do that properly, aren't we? Because I think we are. Because I don't know if Jude are Law these... is a villain, is, other than he's just Law a bad a guy. Or is he a villain, or is he an antagonist? <laughs> yeah, or just just a bit of a dick, or is he just a bit <laughs> of a dick? Because like Thanos is a villain, right? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Except Obadiah no, I mean, is not necessarily... He, he's kind of a villain. Obadiah is a villain. Yeah, we have, we have to do an episode where we break down what a hero is, what a villain is, what antagonists and agonists are. And yes, I'm going to keep doing that. Um, yeah, what's uh, the difference between a protagonist and a hero and an antagonist and a villain? Yeah. And then, and where does the anti-hero fit in all of this? Where does the anti-hero fit in? And when is someone just a bit of a dick? <laughs> yeah, when when is the only thing that you are is a bit of a dick? Which might which might actually be Loki, <laughs> but also anti-hero. Yeah, Loki's somewhere between the two. Ah, oh. I mean, please weigh in on this, everyone, and um, let us know if you want to, uh, you know, hear us <laughs> struggle hear us our way through meta, stumble through. What would just pass for English really. literature dissertations at undergraduate level? Yeah, and we'll do it badly, but still pretend that we're amazing. Because yeah. that is what we do. That is what we do. And we I'm do just, it. I'm just thinking about Marvel villains now. Let's let's, let's ro- roll back to Thanos very very quickly. So, okay, Thanos, his idea of having 
the number of sapient life forms. Stupid. Agreed? Yes. For all the reasons that we've just discussed. The proposed internet fix of why not just double everything instead. Ah, stupid. Both stupid and probably even less feasible for a variety of reasons than Thanos' plan. Yes. Cool. All right. And the only solution that we've been able to identify is this sort of planet by planet, go there, work out what their problem is, and then nudge them in. Yeah, in a, which in makes a for ridiculously entertaining uh, cinema for sure. Yeah, that that's the problem with that solution. Is it the Avengers would go, yeah, the West Wing, but in space. Do that. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Just re- <laughs> recast Thanos as Martin Sheen. Okay, so, so to live up to the the sort of title of the series, fixing the stupid is we fix, we cast Thanos as Michael Sheen, Martin Sheen, uh, Martin Sheen. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Michael Thanos Sheen. Thanos as Michael Sheen, and you get a very. Um, actually, no, Michael why, Sheen, why do Michael I always Sheen, mix those two up? I don't know. Michael Sheen could do it. I for a moment I thought think that, you he know, could get Charlie Michael Sheen involved. No, definitely um, not Charlie Sheen. No, come on. Now. Has Michael Sheen been in the MCU? Oh, he, he must have been. I'm looking at it now. Um, I'll vamp while you do that. I love when you, you. I googled Michael Sheen MCU. Who does Michael Sheen play in Twilight? I don't care. He's the head of the Venerati, and I don't know why I know that. I, it seems that he's not been in the MCU. Oh, they've got to be keeping him in the wings for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Surely. Be... He's got to be the only big-name actor who's not been in the MCU, who's also not Nicolas Cage. I can't <laughs> wait for the Nicolas Cage, Michael Sheen MCU film. That's Morbius 2. Oh, <laughs> Morbius 2. Um, no, what they'll actually do is they'll be in Blade, I bet. That would be so good. Goodness. Michael, just have Michael Sheen playing a vampire in Blade, and he's killed in the first scene. That'd be good. That might be what happens. Yeah. Uh, but so we we've not really fixed. We've, no, we've identified we've, the stupid. We've, we've identified stupid, and the way that you fix it is you entirely change Infinity War and Endgame to three series of slow political thriller. Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. Star just <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I can kind of see why Marvel didn't go for that. Um, I don't think that would have been the biggest, the two biggest films ever if they'd done that. I'd be Probably happy. not. Would you? Probably not. I'd probably be annoyed because they wouldn't have done it right. Mind you, I, I do kind of like the idea of Josh Brolin as Thanos just filibustering. For or, three and a half hours in the Can film. you imagine? So you've got that very the first episode of The West Wing, right, where Bartlett's not in it until the very end, and they're having that meeting at the end with with Toby and Josh and the the three Christian leaders, and you've got the I forget the guy's name, but the the the, the, the guy is like, and Toby are having an argument about what the first commandment is, and he's going, "Honor thy father is the first commandment," and Toby's like, "No, it's not." It's the fourth. <laughs> and then the guy goes, so what is it? And then fucking Josh Brolin's Thanos bursts through, like walks through a door that he's three feet too big for. And just goes, I am the Lord thy God. <laughs> Ch- chin first. And then snaps his fingers and everyone in the West Wing, oh, it was so good. It's the MCU we deserve, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think on that, I'm broken. Um, on, the, on that, we we we'll we'll queue up our outro and hope and hope that our files are recoverable because it'd be so a real shame. <laughs> real shame if not. I don't think I've got it in me to record this again. Uh, no, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I hope if we can get the files. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. <laughs> no doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. 
tweet us at zero expertise. Check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Now come back next time for some more absolute nonsense.